This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host. And as always, I'm very grateful that you're listening. Got a lot of exciting things to share with you today, so you may want to grab a pencil. Uh, but before I do, I want to remind you that our free podcasts are sponsored by Cycling Fusion. Without their generous sponsorship of this podcast, I would not have the time to uh, devote to producing these for you. If you are looking for an initial certification as an indoor cycling instructor, and you happen to be out on the east side of the United States, they are going to be conducting a essentials training for indoor cycling certification program, and it's happening on August 20th in Boston. If you go to cyclingfusion.com forward slash instructors, uh, there's a listing of their upcoming workshops, and you can register there. Or if uh, you uh, would like to wait a little longer, they will be at the ICI Pro Conference September 30th through October 2nd, where they're going to be offering both an essentials certification, essentially an introductory certification to indoor cycling, a heart zones certification, and a power training certification that you can take part in as uh, some of the pre-con certifications that we're going to be offering. So now here are the exciting things, and they yes, they do tend to revolve around the conference. First of all, for those of you who are AFA certified instructors, we will be offering AFA, AFAA, continuing education credits as part of the ICI Pro Conference, along with ACE CECs, if uh, you happen to be ACE certified. Next, Zoning Fitness has stepped up, and they are providing that wonderful blink heart rate monitor for the next 75 instructors who register. I personally see the blink as the ultimate heart rate monitor for the club athletes that we are seeing in our classes. Phenomenal. I've had a couple of posts up about it, but what's really cool is that you can set both your lower and upper thresholds, T1 and T2, and then the monitor will change colors. It has a blinking light. It goes from blue, you cross your lower aerobic threshold, changes to yellow. And when you go across your anaerobic threshold, LT, it changes to red. Uh, the beauty of which is that you don't have to stay fixated on the numbers. If you're like me and your eyesight is getting a little weak, or you teach a lot of video-based classes where the room is dark, it's perfect. And so for those of you that are registering, and also those who have currently registered, uh, will be receiving one of those $80 heart rate monitors as part of your conference registration. I tend to have a soft spot for members of the military that commit to defending us, and unfortunately some of them come home injured. Got an email from Andrew Clayton that runs the Pedal Studio over in the UK, and they are hosting a very large event. It's called Spinning for Heroes, and I have a post up on it. Andrew had asked that I promote it, and absolutely I will. It is a event where they're hoping to have about 800 participants riding an hour at a time, 
It's going to feature a couple of spinning master instructors that you have heard here on the ICI Pro podcast, uh, Mark Tickner and Michelle Colvin, plus a couple other ones. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The event is going to be featuring a new heart rate display monitoring system called MyZone. And in the process of trading some emails with Andrew, he alerted me to this, and I uh, was able to uh, secure uh, one of their uh, representatives in the UK to talk about uh, in the interview that comes up. And so uh, I hope you find this of value. Steve Newell, who is the product business manager for MyZone, is joining me from the UK. Steve, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Before we get started talking about MyZone, and I see it as it's got some really cool features that I think our instructors and studio owners are going to be excited by, can you give everybody an understanding of Help for Heroes, the fundraiser that's going on, and, and what it's all about? No problem. Yeah, the Help for Heroes uh, event here in the UK is a – Help for Heroes, firstly, is a, is a charitable organization set up to support um, wounded soldiers – um, coming back from from operational tours, so we've actually aligned ourselves and, and are working with a uh, a company in the UK who run health clubs and corporate management facilities called Nuffield Health, and we are supporting an event which is going to be held at Canary Wharf in London, the big financial district, which is a um, a ten hour spinathon with up to eight hundred riders. So we will be providing the MyZone system. Uh, the MyZone telemetric system, so that um, every rider will have their own personal um, heart rate belt, and they'll be able to then look at their heart rate in real time as they're riding for the hour-long class. Up on the screen. Exactly, up on the screen, yeah. So we can we can actually have up to 300 people on the screen, but we're going to be running classes for up to 100. We had a similar system at the ICI Pro Conference last year, and what struck me about it, though, was it was cumbersome, I guess would be the polite way of explaining it. Um, I tend to look at things from an instructor's perspective and the panic that typically exists in, at the very beginning of a class and, and the process of getting people entered and getting all this technology set up um, was a real, what I perceived as a drag on an instructor's enthusiasm and preparation getting ready to go. Describe, and, and I realize it's a visual product, but and I'll have links to this and some pictures of it on the site. Can Kind of give me your elevator pitch as to my zone, you know, what it is and, and why would a studio be interested in having it? So I'll give you a little bit of an overview of, of, what, of what my zone is really. My zone's a, a heart rate-based system, a telemetry-based system. We're actually looking to encourage people to be more active more often. So, um, we, we work a lot with spinning studios and indoor cycling studios, but we also work with, with health clubs and corporate facilities and such like. In essence, there's uh, two options. There's a kiosk, which is almost a checkpoint where people go um, and can register their belt. So our system works on people owning their own uh, MyZone activity belt. So they can register their belt online, whether they do that at home or whether they do the, the kiosk. A lot of the studios we work with use a MyZone console, which is a miniature version of the kiosk, where they register their belt at the console. They then walk into an area that is recording their heart rates. So there is a receiver plugged into either the kiosk or the console. 
and they're automatically detected in that recording area. Um, their heart rates are then visually shown on screen. So as you say, we'll, there'll hopefully be some links to this, but um, they actually can see their real-time percent effort, so their percent of their maximum heart rate. That's the real focus for us. How much effort are people putting in in the class? They can see real-time calories building over time. They can also see what their actual heartbeat is. So we show not only the percentage of their maximum, but their, their heartbeat. And we also have a, a system called MyZone Points, where we accrue points for time spent in training zones. So we have tr five training zones, color-coded training zones. And people re are rewarded for spending time in those training zones as they're, as they're cycling. We try to be uh, personally personal metric-based in, in our discussion of heart rate training, essentially threshold-based. And is there, is there a way to use your system to, that, it is, that it's building zones based on a, say, like a metabolic assessment or some type of a user-perceived threshold number rather than a, an estimated maximum? Uh, yeah, how our system uh, currently, currently works is, is we have the five zones. They're based on a, a true maximum or a maximum which, which defaults. If they know their true maximum, they can add that in. Um, what we are, are probably looking to do is actually if people know their training zones, so if they've done a metabolic test, they can then put in their specific heart rate training zones. So they can alter and adjust their heart rate training zones to suit their specific aerobic anaerobic thresholds. Right. Or, a, or a personal trainer or instructor could assist them in doing that as well, correct? They can assist them, yes. It, it, it is done on the user's personal account. But, the um, yeah, of course, they can sit down with a trainer or a coach and they can go through those zones and, and, and input that. The, the actual trainer coach doesn't have access to their account as it currently stands, but they can obviously sit down with them and just work it through with them one-to-one, -one, yes. The fact that you're that, that you're the student – club member is actually owning this hurry monitor belt yes. uh, that is your transmitter is fascinating to me because at that point they take ownership of it now there were some very unique things you were telling me earlier about that the belt actually has recording features that monitors the, the user away from the club yeah, exactly. So w the, the reason we, we've adopted a personal belt model is for a number of reasons, really. The first one is administration. Administration, as we talked about before, is very time-consuming and cumbersome. So what we want is we want the user to own their own belt, to input their data online and manage their own data. So therefore, every time they walk into the facility, they're automatically detected. There's no need to pick up a belt, return the belt, clean the belt which takes a lot of time and is not a particularly pleasant job either, cleaning lots of sweaty belts. Um, well, and, and I know just my experience in talking with uh, people is that they don't want to put on somebody else's belt, even if it's, even if it's been cleaned. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not the most hygienic, you know, and we're moving into, uh, into days now where, where people are very bothered about personal hygiene. So, so they own their own belt. The second thing as well is, is this then becomes um, a twofold dependent on the studio's model. It either becomes a retention tool because you're linking that person to your facility. So when you get your, your uh, MyZone belt, you're then linked to that specific facility and that belt then only works at your facility. It does have an analog frequency, so you can use it with um, basic watches and you can use it with other gym equipment and such like. 
It does also have a, a coded facility. We work on the, the Ant Plus um, protocol. But the really cool thing about the belt is that it's got a, a memory function. So when people want to go and exercise away from the facility, which most people do, is they might go and do a hill ride or they might go and do some stuff in a group. You know, Tomorrow morning, as an example, I'm out cycling for three hours with my cycling club. So you'll go out and I'll wear my belt and then it will record all of my data. So it records up to a maximum of 18 hours worth of data. It very much depends on the intensity you train at because it actually records the heartbeats. Um, but it will record up to an absolute maximum of 18 hours. But what we're trying to do is we want to encourage that person to continually keep going back to that studio or that club to upload their data. So they have to go back to the facility to upload their data, which therefore means it really impacts on retention and tries to keep people going back to the business that they've actually got their belt from. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I'm guessing that my studio owners are going to love that as well. <laughs> exactly. We, we've consciously made the decision that we could have given them a dongle and then they can upload everything at home. But as a, a, a club owner or a, a studio owner, if we're trying to encourage people to come to our facilities and to, to be more active in our facilities, what better way than saying you have to upload your data at the facility? Walk me through a typical experience that uh, a student member uh, has as, you know, when, they're, when they get to the club. So how the system works is um, whether they buy the belt or whether they're given the belt as part of uh, a package. So, so we talked about Andrew before. Andrew likes to block his, um, package his rides up and, and factor in the cost of a belt into his packages. So people are, are then given their belt. They can either register their belt within the facility at, as I say, one of the kiosks or the consoles that are in the facility. If they don't want to register it on the day, they can go home and register it in the evening online. So the belt has a unique identifier on it. They then go online, register all of their details. They put in some basic information. They can add more information in their personal health page. So they can add actually things like um, body metrics, so it might be body fat and, and weight and height and all of that in there. They then walk into the recording area, so um, there's a receiver which picks up people's heart rates. They're then displayed on screen, so they can do their session. It might be a 45-minute, an hour-long ride, whatever it is. They do their session. They then take off their heart rate belt, and after 15 seconds of inactivity, all of their heart rate data is automatically uploaded to the receiver, which posts their information to their personal misomoves.com account. So they record and the, the, the visual data is live streamed, and then all of the data is then uploaded to their own personal account. If they then want to go off and they want to train away from the facility, away from the studio, they can go out and they can train. When they next come back in, provided they connect the belt, all their data again is uploaded to their account. So we're monitoring within the club and we're monitoring outside of the club. The really cool thing again is the instructor is sent an email summary of all of the information from everyone in their class. So average effort, calories burnt, time spent in zones, etc. The users also sent an email of, of their latest session with a link to their MISO Moves account so they can review it when they get home. So an instructor can tell who's really working and who isn't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, it's not Big Brother. It's, uh, it just gives you more support and guidance and 
and really it helps you to encourage and motivate those people in the class. And by putting you know this this system in, we can really now see, which I'm sure you guys are aware, we can really see that you know you don't necessarily have to be the fittest person in the class because it's all relative. So we work off a percentage of maximum uh, and their, their maximum effort. So now we're saying actually someone who's not that fit is working out at the same intensity, relatively speaking, as someone who's super fit. Mm-hmm. So we're now putting a handicap on fitness, which is great. Exactly. Okay, so explain to me the, the uh, point system that, that you're using. We've only just introduced this, actually. It's, uh, it's a new feature. And what we're doing is we're uh, allocating um, points to the user for time spent in zones. So for each of the five zones, the user accrues points uh, for every minute spent in that zone. So we're actually just defining the point structure right now. Um, So I can't go into too much detail on how many points you're allocated and such like. But in essence, it it, it accrues um, points for every minute spent in training zones. And at that point, is it set or is it configured in a way that as a as a user I can set some goal for time at, at effort, something like that? Or? Of course, yeah. Well, the, the, the really great thing is we, we have two different features in the software. So the user can set their own personal goals. So they can set goals, whether they're weight, whether that's um, body fat percentage, whether it's um, number of points, calories, whatever it may be. So they can set themselves personal goals. What they can also do is they can invite other MyZone users, whether they're part of that studio or a different studio, they can invite them to actual challenges. So we can set a points-based challenge so we, or a calorie-based challenge. So we could have a 5,000-calorie challenge or a 200-point challenge or a time-spent-in-zones challenge. And that way they can actually invite – I could invite you, John – over the other side of the world to take part in a challenge with me. So it will then show a number of challenges and it will show the leaderboard who's leading that challenge and, and, uh, and such like. The club or the studio owner can also set group challenges. So if it was a facility that had a number of different sites, they could set a group challenge to see who could reach 10,000 calories the quickest. So we've got a little bit of social interaction as well there. So it's not just about their own personal details. They can now interact with others based on the data that the system's collecting in the web. I explained to you earlier, and my listeners will recognize this, but we talk a lot about indoor cycling 2.0 and the introduction of metrics. And and, and one of those components is systemizing a series of exercises or or exercise events in, in like a periodization program, which is going to be infinitely more beneficial to the user than just random spin classes. Is there a component within what you're doing that would facilitate that? You know, say for Andrew, if he wanted to set up a you know a ten week winter training program or something to that effect. Yeah, well, what the system's got is is there's two functionalities. So we have um, a class design. Um, protocol in the system so you can just monitor people's heart uh, people um, as they walk in they're instantly picked up and then they just follow colors and you could design a periodized cycling program to color so today could be a red line ride you know it could be a yellow ride it could be a blue ride and that would then dictate the intensity of that ride so you could obviously structure a 10-week cycling program over time based on color 
so people know that this is a high intensity ride, this is a moderate intensity ride, or this is a recovery ride. What we also have inbuilt to the system, as I say, is the class design. So you can actually design a class based on color. So you could design an interval class, ladders, sprints, and it will actually tell you what time you need, how long you have left in a certain zone and what zone is coming up next. So you can actually design profiles in our system and it will then guide you through and the users through those zones. And you can link that to your own music library as well. Do you have like a demo or something where people can experience this? Um, we have we have some information online. We also have some um, videos being posted onto a, a Facebook site. I haven't got the address to hand, I'm afraid. Oh, sorry, a YouTube site under Creative Fitness Marketing and My Zone, and that then can show people some videos and such like. We don't have an online demo as such, but we will have this in a, a number of clubs in uh, in America and the UK and, and the rest of the world um, uh, over the next couple of months. Okay, so you're essentially just rolling this out as we speak. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, we've had it at um, some international trade shows. So at Ursa this year, we were there. We did a recent Les Mills um, event, which had a mixture of some of the Les Mills classes and actually Kaiser cycling classes. And then we've been. We'll be at Can Fit Pro. Uh, we've been at a big spinning event in Blackpool in the UK, and we're doing a lot of events around the world. Steve, if someone wants more information, what are the contact uh, points? Best thing to do is go on to www.myzone.org, and we then have contact points on there dependent on your region. So we have European contacts, um, we have Asia-Pacific, and we have uh, America's contacts on, on myzone.org. Perfect. And there's a way to connect with you as far as uh, getting in touch with a local representative, depending on your area there. Exactly. Yeah, there's just a link on the top right-hand side of the page, which has uh, the email addresses for Europe, Asia, Pacific, and Americas. All right. Now, Steve, is there anything else that uh, you would feel is a value that we've forgotten to talk about? Um, No, I think that's fantastic, really. But it will just be great to see some of your, um, your, your listeners um, sending some information, some feedback, seeing them at one of the events, and uh, hopefully getting MyZone into their studio soon. Okay, well, Steve Newell, myzone.org. Appreciate your time today. Thank you very much, John. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.